Have you ever stopped to think about the thrilling secrets of day-to-day modern life on planet Earth? I'm talking about tiny windows and washing machines and little holes in airplane windows. If you haven't got a clue of what I'm talking about, tag along and allow yourself to be as surprised as I was when I found out. Remember the drawer at the bottom of your oven? Maybe you've been ignoring it all along or using it to store pots and pans. Well, even though it can serve this function, that's not the only thing it's there for. The best way to use the bottom drawer is to keep your meal heated while you're waiting to serve it. Genius, right? Talking about secret doors, have you noticed that most washing machines have little flap doors at the bottom too? These doors actually serve as drain traps. It's where all the items that we put to wash together with our jeans and jackets go to. It's a type of collector, let's say, of small items. It stops them from getting into the main drain pipes and clogging them. It saves us hundreds of dollars in repairs each month. Now, who hasn't gone through the confusing task of having to measure how much pasta to cook for one serving? Well, here's the solution. The holes in the center of pasta spoons. They were actually made for measuring the exact amount of dry pasta you need for one serving. If you try stuffing wet cooked pasta through it, well, good luck with that. On a similar topic, have you ever wondered why pen caps have holes in them? Maybe you thought it was a design feature to regulate air pressure. But in reality, these holes have a much simpler and more important function – to reduce the risk of choking. Now, lots of people love to bite on their caps, and this tiny hole prevents them from choking in case they accidentally swallow a cap and it gets stuck in their throat. For kitchen lovers, there's a hidden secret right in front of your eyes that can change your life. Think pans. Now think handles. Right, they have holes in them. As it turns out, these holes were designed to hold the spoon you're using for cooking. And instead of dripping sauce all over the stove or your kitchen floor, you can place the spoon in the hole and let it drip the sauce directly back into the pan. Woohoo! Speaking of everyday items, and I was, most doorknobs are made of brass because this material makes them naturally germ-free. Unlike plastic ones, brass doorknobs are kind of magical. They can disinfect themselves without you having to clean them. Neat, right? Have you ever noticed that at the bottom of a measuring tape, there is a little dip? You can find it in that metallic part you need to pull on to measure something. Well, that dip is actually the exact size of a regular nail. It was designed for people to place the tape on top of a nail and use it as a support while they stretch the tape. Well, I can't wait to try it out for myself. As for the margins in your notebook, They were invented to protect people's notes from mice. No, the mice weren't copying your answers for the math quiz. Actually, there were times when people had to cohabitate with rats and mice that often chewed on paper. So, to prevent information from getting completely lost, people created margins. This way, texts were moved closer to the middle of pages and remained unharmed by rodents. Hmm, perhaps this is where to-digest information came from. And what about those tiny holes at the bottom of airplane windows? 
they have an extremely important function of regulating the air pressure inside the cabin. In other words, they help planes fly high up in the sky. Big responsibility, right? By the way, tray tables on an airplane are the germiest places inside the entire cabin. Studies showed that the trays had eight times the amount of germs on the toilet flush button. Now, how about we cut a commercial airplane in half and see what's inside? Well, it would look more or less like this. Rows of seats on top and everything else that needs to be stored at the bottom. I'm talking about passengers' luggage, emergency supplies, parts of the wing system, and so on. Moving on to bowling balls. Yes, I know it's a clumsy transition. Anyway, have you ever wondered what the insides of a bowling ball look like? If you have cut a professional ball in two, you'll see a familiar shape. Look closely, do you see it? Doesn't that look like the logo of Brightside? Anyway, professional bowling balls are different from the ones in your local bowling alley. That's because they're designed to make fancy moves. They actually have some really complex engineering inside. They're shaped to help skilled professionals get more strikes. The weight of professional bowling balls is designed to be projected inward as they travel down the bowling lane. This makes it harder for them to get into the gutters on the sides of the lane. Speaking of balls, let's take a look inside a baseball. To make it light and aerodynamic, producers use several different layers. Starting from the core, we have a cork center enveloped by black rubber. Then there's a layer of red rubber followed by two or three alternating layers of wool yarn. After that, there's a visible white leather cover and that beautiful red seam on the side, stitching it all together. And what if you had x-ray vision and managed to look inside a human bone? Ooh, spooky! I'd say what calls most attention is this spiderweb-like situation at the center of the bone. In reality, it's a highly condensed and complex structure of nerves that you have inside your bones. Aren't you lucky? Now, I've got a riddle for you. What is round can be found near the ocean and looks like an aerial view of the Guggenheim Museum in New York City, the one that's made almost entirely of ramps. If you said a nautilus shell, hey, then you guessed right. A nautilus is a shellfish whose house you can find in countless souvenir stores near the beach. It's made up of two layers, a matte white outer layer and an iridescent white inner layer. And if you were to cut it in half, it would look very similar to the insides of the Guggenheim Museum. Aloe leaves are good for healing purposes and also for hydration. But if you managed to look inside of an aloe leaf, the image you'd see would be satisfying and very relaxing. Who hasn't dreamed of a pool filled with jelly? Now, there seems to be nothing more mundane and regular than a tube of toothpaste. But you wouldn't think so if you cut open a tube that contains several colors. Now, there have been speculations that the insides of such a toothpaste tube might be divided by barriers so that the stripes don't mix. But if you cut it in half, you'll see that it has only one interior chamber. As it happens, there's a lot of science behind the making of striped toothpaste. According to a specialist, they have to ensure that the paste in all the stripes has the same physical properties. 
This way, the colors are naturally prevented from mixing with one another. That's why, if you tear a tube open, you'll see something that looks like several slices of pizza in different colors. If you open your closet, you're bound to find at least a few wooden hangers. Usually, they're made of cedar wood, which is a natural moth repellent. So, cedar hangers actually protect your clothes from moth infestation. For some people, more than others, eyeliner is an everyday must. Boy, isn't it! But did you know that back in ancient Egyptian times, both men and women used coal eyeliners to protect their eyes from the sun's glare? Way to go for the Egyptians for figuring that out! Now, if I could just learn to walk like one… Normally, we use headrests for the purpose of, well, resting our heads, right? Well, not only. As it turns out, headrests can be easily removed from the seats and used to break car windows in case of emergencies. Now, this one is a trick very few people know about. You probably place your doormat horizontally, like most of us do. But doormats serve the purpose of absorbing dirt from the soles of your shoes before you enter your home. So, for this function to work as it's meant to, the best way to place a doormat is vertically. This way, you take more steps on the top of the doormat before entering your house. And last but not least, now I don't want to be accusatory here, but you have probably been vacuuming your house the wrong way, and I can prove it. Most people just vacuum floors and carpets in one direction or move the brush back and forth several times, thinking they've got all the dust out. But according to cleaning professionals, the best way to vacuum is in rows. First, you go forward with the brush until you arrive at the end of the row. Then, you fluff the carpet up and move back down along the same row, gathering the dust that wasn't collected in the first sweep. Talk about efficient cleaning! On the other hand, my idea of house cleaning is to sweep the room with a glance. Hey, I don't want to disturb that protective layer of dust. 